Good morning. I'm Becky Godomsky, and my task today is to talk about enjoying life. A little about me first. I've been married to my husband, Joe, for 17 years. I've worked as a school psychologist for the last 21 years in Schaumburg. And in my free time, I love playing tennis, my book club, volunteering at the Ronald McDonald House, traveling, and meeting with my poker girls every other month. Here at church, I've been involved with Sunday school, senior high, communion, ushering, and I've been a part of a small group for a couple of years. My two favorite things to do here, though, are co-leading the Soul Sisters Women's Group and being a member of the Stephen Ministry. Both of these groups foster fellowship, connections, and relationships, all things that are right up my alley. And a little quick plug for Stephen Ministry, because um, I think a lot of people are not exactly sure what it is. There's a group of about eight of us we're specially trained to walk alongside other members of our congregation who might be going through a hard time, like divorce, empty nest, death, moving, whatever. We sit with you one-on-one, -on -one, we listen, and we pray. It's not therapy or counseling, and it's completely confidential. If you or someone you know might be helped by this, Please let Seth or Kendra know. Finally, I have two children. Luke, a freshman at West who loves sports, school, and making us laugh. And Katrin, our daughter, who was full of life and vigor and moxie until she wasn't. She was diagnosed with cancer at age five, fought valiantly for 10 months, and died at the tender age of six. I didn't think I could ever be happy again. It's taken a lot of work for me to get where I am today from where I was six and a half years ago. Those were dark days. This is something I found that I wrote in the months after she died. I wanted to put on blinders or rose-colored glasses, but there were none to be found. Everything was dark and gray and hazy. I never thought I'd see the color rose again, or any other color for that matter. My life laid out before me in complete darkness. The situation just seemed insurmountable, like I was living in an alternate universe or a movie, and there's no way I was going to make it through. I couldn't do it, and I was literally frantic with helplessness. Despondency, despair, and desperation became my new sidekicks that I couldn't shake. So how does a person go from that to enjoying life? Here's how I did it. I knew my brain needed help, so I called my doctor the day she was diagnosed, and some medication was called into the pharmacy that evening. I started it then, and I'm still taking it now. I knew my emotions were going to need help, so I called a therapist and made an appointment for the following week. I knew enough about myself to know I was going to need a lot of help to process and grieve. And I wanted to protect and safeguard myself with as much armor as I could. 
It was no time for pride or pretense because I was brought to my knees in depression, sorrow, and humbleness. And my heart and my spirit, I knew they needed help. How was I going to tend to them? I talked and weeped with Joe and with friends. I wrote, I napped, I was gentle with myself, and I let myself off the hook with all kinds of things. The constant sweatpants, keeping up with the laundry, having the TV on at two o'clock in the afternoon, and to be truthful, also the lack of showering. And I checked in with God, and God and I had it out. We had a lot of ugly conversations, but I was told he could take it. I hurled accusations and condemnations at him, spewing vitriol with all I had, because who else was there to blame? But even if I was mad at God and the fact that he confused me to no end, I felt him, and I knew in my bones that I needed his help. So I prayed, and other people prayed, and I leaned on my wonderful friends and family, and I learned to accept help. And I came to this church and sat in the pews next to you all and cried and sang and prayed some more. My personal relationship with God helped, but so did this community and the fellowship we experienced here. My first prayer of the day, I'd be lying in bed and it would be a short, dear God, help me get through this day. Get me through this hour if I'm being honest. Okay, really just help me find a way to get out of bed. And when I could work again, I would sit in my car for a few minutes before going in and just say, God, help me get through this day at work. And then I'd come home and pray in my car before going into the house. Please let me be at my best for my family. I don't want to have given the people at work my best and not the people I love the most. These were basic survival prayers. After a while, my focus changed a bit. It wasn't so much about getting through, the, getting through each day. It became, if I'm going to be here, I don't want it to be a sad life. I don't want the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life to be miserable. So if I'm going to be here today, how do I make it better? God, how do I start enjoying life again? So then a different kind of work emerged in my therapy. And I kept talking to God, and my prayers changed too. And my training helped also, because after years and years and class after class about human interaction, communication, emotions, how the brain works, how we learn, how we interact, the praying and therapy, I came back to this. I have a choice every day. I can choose to think about the past, which is going to slide me further into a depression, or I can think about the future and become anxious and worried. Neither of those sounded palatable, and I was clear-headed enough to know I didn't want either of those things. There was only one other option, living in the present, mindfulness. It's living each day as it is. Every day you wake up, you get to choose what kind of day you're going to have. Am I going to focus on what has happened to me, what may happen to me, or just what is? I think each decision in your life either brings you 
or others towards happiness and good or unhappiness. Each decision, the things you do or even think, tilts the axis towards negativity or positivity. Why not make it better? Why suffer through life when you don't have to? I started choosing to see the good in myself, in others, in nature, and maybe even in retail therapy. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> I chose to be grateful for wherever I happened to be, even if it was just the cleaners or the gas station or Costco on a crazy Saturday afternoon. I tried to find a little piece of good in everything, and I tried to learn from things that weren't so good. Just tried to keep the focus on the positive. Sometimes we don't have the strength to make the right choice. That's where God comes in. I couldn't make choices sometimes, but I leaned on him, fell into his arms, and waited. I waited until I was strong enough to get out of bed, or until the next thing I needed to do became clear. I relied on God and trusted that he would guide me towards the right choice, and I relied on my friends and my family and my church. Some people have the erroneous belief I think, that life should be easy or fun or happy all the time. But I don't think life is supposed to be easy. I also don't think it shows an angry and unforgiving God that lets a child die. I think that bad things happen in this life, and God can't protect us from all of them. Life is hard. But if I've learned anything, it's this. Laughter helps. A lot. It really is the best medicine. And I've found in recent years that I truly delight in making others laugh. And there's nothing I enjoy more than throwing my head back in howls of laughter. I also sometimes slap my leg, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> All of my joy and happiness is a wee bit tainted. But I've made my peace with that, and it's okay. Because I'd rather live with a diluted joy than no joy at all, except actually with Luke. Being with Luke is unbridled joyfulness. He brings such a positive spirit to our lives, and Joe and I count our blessings every day for him. It's never easy, but it is getting easier. Things that used to scare me don't anymore, like this, standing up here, being vulnerable, putting it all out there. My fear is gone because the worst thing that can happen to someone has happened. And I live through it, and I'm still here. It's not to say I don't have my moments of crippling sadness or anxiety, but the intention is still there. And I know wholeheartedly that it would not be there without my faith, friends, or family. Or without my medication, laughter, church, and therapy. These are the only reasons I've survived this. I hope one day I get the answers to my questions. I hope this makes sense one day. But I've come to the realization that it may not. None of this may make sense until after I've left this planet too. It's a really difficult pill to swallow, but I don't see any other option at this point. So if I'm going to live this life without knowing the whys, and it's looking like that is the case, then what other option do I have while I'm here? 
while we're here on this earth with a finite amount of time, shouldn't we make the best of it? Shouldn't we try to be positive and enjoy this life? Shouldn't I travel and read and play tennis and eat good food and see good movies and laugh with abandon? As hard as it, as it is sometimes, yes. I choose to enjoy this life. Thank you.